don't I? I'm sorry I haven't a clue. The antidote to panel game. At the piano is Matthew Scott, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome. I'm often asked if the laughter on this program is genuine. And I'd like to assure everyone that it isn't canned, which is more than I can say for our panellists, who are <laughs> Willie Rustam and Tim Brooke Taylor on my right. Hey. Barry Cryer and Graham Garden on my left. And we start with the game that's wittily entitled Plop in 15 Seconds. In this round, our team members attempt to convey for us in exciting detail the plots of major works. And to make sure the round doesn't go on too long, I'm setting a time limit for each plot of 15 seconds. We're going to start with you, Barry Cryer. In 15 seconds, will you please outline the plot of Gone with the Wind? Da, 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 da. I love you, Ashley. I can never love you, Scarlet, as sure as I'm a southern gentleman. You all... Da, 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 da. <laughs> Scarlet, I'm butler. Oh, I could never pass the butler. <laughs> That's a great place, Scarlet. Ta, da, ta, ta. Load it, load it, Miss Scarlet. Your voice has changed, Rhett. <laughs> it's that Ken Livingston putting the rats up again. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll marry cotton-picking Melanie, you all. Oh, Ashley, I'm as sick as a parrot. I'm off. With Rhett Butler, you all cotton-picking. La-da-da-da. Oh, Atlanta's on fire. Da-da-da-da. <laughs> there's, there's a civil war. Bang, bang. North two, south one, after extra time. <laughs> Personally, my dear, I don't give a damn. Well, there's always tomorrow. Perhaps the BBC will buy this cobblers for four million pounds. <laughs> the end. Let me just work this out. We have three seconds time fault uh, as we go on to Tim Brooke Taylor. And Tim, in 15 seconds, I want you likewise to outline the plot of This Is Your Life. Innocent man uh, tries to post a letter. Letterbox says, You thought you were going to post a letter and have a quiet night with your feet up, but this is your life. This is your family, wife, we've got a hairstyle that looks as if it's been sculpted for the evening. Children who can't be with us this evening, but they were filmed earlier today. Hello, Daddy, I'm pretending to be a tea bag. <laughs> Rush on, Mother, and hope to God she doesn't say you're a mean, ungrateful little toad like she did in the dress rehearsal. Who's this? Ying dong, ying dong. Ah, it's Spike Milligan. You've never met him, but you used to listen to the goon show. <laughs> and we like a celebrity on the show. Your sister tells the funny story about the boy Jelly Babies. A uh, message from the brother you haven't seen for 20 years in Australia. Unfortunately, he can't be with us tonight. Three school friends wearing suits for the first time in their lives and looking like an... <laughs> Ad for a mail order firm. <laughs> another celebrity. Surprise, surprise, your brother in Australia is here. In fact, the entire population of Australia has been <laughs> Tears, if that isn't enough, here are these children skipping on. More tears, end of programme. Eamon stops sweating for another week. <laughs> well done, Tim. How you got all that in 15 seconds, I don't know. <laughs> We go on to Graham Garden. Graham, in 15 seconds, will you outline the plot of the Borgias? Well, there's this chap who's called Borgia, you see, and he is crowned Pope, and he gets very excited and goes around shouting, I am up! He says, <laughs> and he says, I am 
Alexander the Thickest. And to prove it, he jumps into bed with his daughter. Meanwhile, his son, Cesare, or Cesare, or Cesare, or Cesare, depending on who's talking to him at the time, is running around, <laughs> he's running around killing people all over the place and doing John Cleese impersonations, and eventually ends up getting his own series, which is called Faulty Vatican. <laughs> That's the end. Willie Rushton, in 15 seconds I want you to outline the plot of Lady Chatterley's Lover. Uh, Lord Chatterley, severe war wounds, snip snip, bobs your auntie. Uh, Lady Chatterley, <laughs> therefore deeply frustrated, buckets of cold water, walks in the woods. One day in the woods. Gamekeeper Mellors hears her plaintive song. Uh, asks her to watch him at work. She says, Oh, so you are a pleasant plucker. <laughs> Mellor picks up bird. Let me give you one, my lady. Then follows 212 pages of daisy chains, rudery, and heavy breathing, and the fruit of their loins is a fat penguin whose case came up 23 years ago. I think. <laughs> <laughs> we go on to the point where I give the teams the advance notice of the late arrivals that they'll be announcing later in the programme and this week I'm asking them to announce the late arrivals at the Holidaymakers Ball the Holidaymakers Ball team and we go on to Sound Shiraz well there you go and this one demonstrates the versatility of our teams as they give us in turn uh, a charade of a play or a film or a book or whatever and the other team has to guess what it is. Tim and Willie, you're going to go first. We have our computerised board here in the studio, which you can probably hear creaking. And here's a mystery voice to tell you the answer at home. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. And will you now tell the other team whether it's a play, a film, a book, or whatever? It's a uh, film. film, five words. Five word film. All to be done at once. Writing. <laughs> that certainly has been some flood. Um, That's some flood. It's quite extraordinary. Mm. I mean, it's down there somewhere, but I can't see it across the water, even though one is standing, in fact, on the top of Mount Ararat. Yes. Good Lord. Yes, the water's coming over from my wellies, in fact. Ah! I think I'll take this away with me. I don't know why you put that in. I'd finish. Had you? It's an interesting addendum to the Yes, yes. It was a rider, as you oh. might say. Have you finished? Yes. Barry and Graham, they've you finished. I guess that, though. Well, the audience didn't think much of it. Very <laughs> <laughs> much of the audience. <laughs> Five words. Graham Garden speaking. Five <laughs> words. And a film. Looking for something in the water. That's never been a film called <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was working. I've been to the cinema a number of times, looking for something in the water. It's never a problem. <laughs> <laughs> our local audience. Looking that way. Or indeed the Rex. My yeah. friend Clipper. Oh, no, that's only three words. Um, wonderful world of Jacques Cousteau. So, an ark. Something to do with an ark. Oh, must be ah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. of the Lost Ark. Well done, Barry and Graham. You, you guessed that one in well, one Graham. minute, 17 seconds. Well, and it's now your turn to do a charade. It's going up on the board for our studio audience here. Yes. And here yes. it is for those of you listening at home. 42nd Street. 42nd Street. Right, Barry and Graham, is it a film, a play, or what? It's a film and um, a theatrical, a theatrical uh, piece. piece. And it's two or three words, depending on how you write it. <laughs> and we're doing it all of a piece. My word, this is a very short street. It is a very short street. Do you know, it only takes two-thirds of a minute to walk from one end to the other. <laughs> Good Lord. Extraordinary, isn't it? <laughs> 
40 for secondary. <laughs> And uh, with great brilliance, Tim and Willie have got that one in 15 seconds, putting them temporarily in the lead. It's very good. And we go on to the round where each team has to uh, improvise a calypso with members of the team taking alternate lines. And assistance is, of course, provided by Matthew Scott at the piano. And uh, Barry and Graham, will you give Tim and Willie their subject first? The uh, Barbara, Barbara Woodhouse calypso. Okay. Barbara Woodhouse calypso. <laughs> Barbara Woodhouse was deeply shocked when I took her my dog, which had four legs cocked. <laughs> she told me to sit. <clears throat> That's what I think she said. <laughs> but away I go. Where would you like Barbara Woodhouse to blow up your nose? I'll give you four marks for that. And Tim and Willie, give Barry and Graham their subject, please. It's uh, the OTT. Television program. Matthew Scott? Well, the other night I was watching TV. I saw something surprising on OTT. My girlfriend said, let's do that at home, my dear. And I tell you that custard gets everywhere. <laughs> okay, four marks for you too. Ah, and uh, let's uh, go on. We're going to play now that popular game, Mornington Crescent. Ah. As you know, in the past weeks, we've had one or two variations on this game, and uh, some listeners have uh, written in asking us to play a straightforward game. They're, there are purists in this field, as indeed there are everywhere else, and they want to hear an ordinary, straight-ahead, Mornington Crescent game. So, teams, we are going to apply one special rule, and this will be Krabbit's rule, which you know, but the audience don't. So I'll tell you, the Krabbit's rule means that northward moves can be diverted diagonally if they're shown to be within one horizontal move of a river or waterway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We always have trouble over the serpentine. Have we decided on that? Is that the way? Yes. There wasn't a ruling on that, was there? No. Really? This time, this time uh, all challenges in that department will be referred to the Department of the Environment's classified list of metropolitan rivers and waterways. <laughs> so we're, we're not really allowed to pass water in this round, are we? <laughs> Or even approach it. <laughs> okay. I think we'll start with you as you raise that uh, point, uh, Tim. Let's start with you. Lonsdale Road, W2. Uxbridge Road. Oh. Ah. Um, ah. Uh, Marathon High Street. Mon uh, no. Um, oh. Um, Why don't you say Argyle Street? No, I'll well, say Argyle Street. I'll say Totteridge. Should have said Argyle Street. Mornington Crescent. What a cunning blood. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I fell right into it. Yes, that's tremendous. Grab it in Argyle Street. I actually. should have. Isn't that right? Yeah. Oh, well. Sorry, partner. All right. No, I didn't see it then. What did he say? Totteridge. 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 Oh, he oh. should have said Argyle Street then. You played Mornington Crescent out. right after then. Yes, you can. Well, the two T's. Isn't that correct? As long mm. as it's a double letter, surely. <coughs> Grab it, Swiss Lane. 
I think we're going to have to put this point to the audience. The audience. two elves in our gals. Forget our studio audience. audience. Do you think uh, Tim Brooke Taylor wins the point there or not? They know. No, I don't, I don't think he does either. Tim, you have to make an alternative move. It's blocked both ways. It's they are ghastly. <laughs> no, because that really does. I guess it, if he's not allowed that, he'd say Mornington Crescent. Oh, All right, uh -oh. St. Johnswood High Street. Mornington Crescent. I'm surprised, Tim, that you didn't invoke Crabbit's rule on that. You just did. Because he was very, very close <laughs> to late. Can I retrospectively invoke Yeah, the Regent's Canal, you could, have, you could have played that one and diverted him diagonally. Sent um. him completely off on another tack. Anyway, you didn't. One round of applause for Barry Cryer, who won that tack. And the next round is called Sing Along. In this round, each panellist has to sing along with a disc. And once uh, the tune and the tempo have been established, the sound of the disc will disappear and the panellist will be left on his own. After an embarrassing pause, the disc will come back and the panellist scores points if he's still with it, or even in the same area. And we're going to start this round now with uh, Graham Garden. Mm. And we have a little bit of Gilbert and Sullivan for you. So will you sing along with the Nightmare Song from Ireland? Uh. When you're lying awake with, with a dismal, dismal headache, headache and reposes settled by anxiety, I conceive you may use any language you choose to indulge in without impropriety. For your brain is on fire, the bedclothes conspire of usual slumber to plunder you. First the counterpane goes and uncovers your toes, then your sheet slips demurely from under you. The blanketing tickles, you feel like mixed pickles, so terribly sharp is the pricking. You're hot and you're cross and you're tumble and toss till there's nothing twixt you and the ticking. Then the bedclothes all reach with the ground in a heap. Oh, well done, Graham. That was absolutely brilliant. You win this week. <laughs> we haven't reached the end yet. Willie, now here's an interesting thing. We're going to give you two interruptions here, so you get two chances to beat Graham Garden there. Thank you. And your song is from The Merry Widow. It's Velia. Thank you, Velia. close on both occasions. Barry, we want you to sing along now with uh, another 
Gilbert and Sullivan songs from the Palace of Penzance. I am the very model of a modern major general. I am the very model of a modern major general. I'm in the vegetable, animal, and mineral. I know the kings of England, and I quote the fight historical. The marathon to Waterloo in order categorical. I'm very well acquainted, too, with matters mathematical. I understand equations both the simple and quadratical. About binomial theorem, I'm teeming with a lot of news, with many cheerful facts about the square of the hypotenuse. Well, with many cheerful facts. <laughs> Well, he I'm was married. wrong, was, he was wrong. That was pretty close, that was pretty close. And Tim, yours is the last one, last one, and, and we have, uh, it's the last one, too, actually, because <laughs> it's the laughing song from the Fledermaus, and we have two interruptions here, too. Here we go. Oh, a man like you could feel to feel my blood was blue. Oh, what a gorgeous, ha, 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 situation, ha, ha. Ah, what a sparkling <laughs> revelation! Tremendous, that's very good. You inch ahead now of Graham Garden on that one. <laughs> so I've heard. the fourth row helped me out a lot. <laughs> then I shall have to dock you a couple of marks. <laughs> Puts you last. <laughs> we go on to the next round, which is called Winking, and it's a new game. At least, uh, I think it's called Winking. It's a simple game, so I'll explain the rules. <laughs> Listen to the audience. Again, <laughs> we have a circle of chairs facing inwards. A team member sits on each chair except one, which is left empty. Behind each chair, including the empty one, stands a team member with his hands resting on top of the chair but not touching the team member sitting in it. The team member standing behind the empty chair starts the game by winking at one of the sitting team members who must try to leave his chair and dash to the empty one. The one standing behind him, however, must try to stop him from going by putting his hands on his shoulders. And if he does this quickly enough, he must remain where he is and wait until he's winked at again. If he manages to get away, the one who fails to keep him must then wink at someone else to fill his tent. <laughs> he can gaze steadily at one part of the circle, then quickly wink in the opposite direction. <laughs> he can wink almost imperceptibly. Anyway, after the sitters have been winked at, the sitters stand and wink at the standers who are now sitting. It's called a Bakerloo line, isn't it? <laughs> Right, well, the teams have been playing that, in fact, while I've been speaking, and oh. Tim and Willie won. <laughs> so. <laughs> we have the round now called Sounds Peculiar. I'm going to play in a, a, a few bizarre sound effects, and I want you to tell me, team, what you think they are. Starting with you, Tim Brooke-Taylor, here's your sound effect. Magnus Pike in a china shop. <laughs> well, we have a chance to play that again and hear whether you were right. Let's hear it again. Absolutely right. No Gordon leaving Crossroads. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Cryer, here's your yeah. sound effect. 
Esther Ranson cleaning her teeth. <laughs> Let's just hear that once again. You're right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very All good. over Desmond. <laughs> it's the scale on the teeth too. Oh, oh bonus dentist with Rob Taylor. <laughs> and uh, Willie Ra- Willie Rushton. Here's your sound effect. Curry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether we can stand it, but let's hear that one again. All together. over to Graham Garden now. <laughs> the Dolly Parson taking a deep breath. <laughs> Still Smith sitting down, I think. <laughs> well, we have two answers there. Let's decide by hearing it again. Right, well, I think, Graham, you were correct there. Yeah. As we're nearing the end of the programme, teams, let's hear your announcements for the late arrival of oh. the Holidaymakers Ball. Please. The one I've been waiting for is Gertie Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Passport and his son, Burn. A Gertie Weekend with Brighton Pierre. <laughs> From France. Please. What a strange coincidence. Uh, some Asian visitors have just entered. There's Doty Weekend. Seek. <laughs> Sweet's Cruise <laughs> and Packy Jolliday. <laughs> when he's on the cruise, he might have to mandy lifeboats. <laughs> oh, there's the Chinese travel agent, Lai Ing Brochure. <laughs> and all the way from Bonnie, Scotland. Ah, welcome, Mrs. Doff and their little son, Wee Ken Doff. <laughs> <laughs> Will you welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? They may all sound interesting, but they've always been at every hotel I've ever been at. <laughs> welcome to the family. Can I have a paper bag with a son, Stuart S.? Can I have a paper bag? <laughs> a couple from Sweden have had a wonderful holiday there. The Your Brown family and their daughter, my Your Brown. <laughs> Sandy Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> and the Orca sisters, Madge and Min. <laughs> and over there, I can see just arriving Mr. and Mrs. High and their daughter Heidi, Heidi. High. 
daughter, Mrs. Pacific, and that crafty little daughter, the fly Cathy Pacific. <laughs> oh, there's a political meeting going on in the corner. There's that Tory Molinos. <laughs> and that commie Smoss. <laughs> Mr. Oh. Mrs. Time, I go on a package holiday, and there's son from Sweden. Last time I go on a package holiday. <laughs> Over there, there's Sam Tropez. <laughs> from the front of Bogner, Dick Chair. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say we've come to the end of this week's programme. Join us again next week. Until then, goodbye. Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton with Matthew Scott setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Paul Mayhew Archer. <laughs> Second chance to hear their program on Monday evening at half past six.